Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, Dade, Chapter 14. If Dade hadn't kept a grip on her, Kayla was certain she would have slid right to the floor. All in all, that might not be such a bad thing, because Dade and she were half-naked, but with the climax high already starting to fade, Kayla knew that sooner or later they would have to talk. Best not to be naked on the floor when that happened. She was out of breath again, felt as if her bones had dissolved to dust. But Dade obviously had a burst of energy, scooped her up, deposited her on the bed that was only about twenty feet away. He had the good sense to fix his jeans so that at least one of them would be semi-presentable if someone knocked on the door. Kayla got a good look at him while he was dressing. Mercy, no man deserved a body like that. Lanky, but with just enough muscle to make him interesting. And then there were the tattoos. A small dragon on his left shoulder blade and a badge on his hip. Appropriate, because he was a lawman to the core. I know, he mumbled. Sounding disgusting with himself, he dropped down on his side next to her. I'm sorry. Well, that took care of a shreds of sexual buzz. Kale just stared at him until Tate cursed. Oh, I'm not sorry for that. Tate amended, but that didn't clarify anything until he leaned down and kissed her. I'm sorry I didn't use a condom. Oh, Kayla might have cursed herself if her throat hadn't snapped shut. I'm not on the pill. She was finally able to let him know. <laughs> Mainly because it's been a year and a half since she'd had sex. But I think we'll be okay. It's the wrong time of the month. She didn't want to get into a discussion about her irregular cycle, nor did she want to tell. Think about this one-time sex with Dade making her pregnant. Good grief! She wasn't a kid. And even though this need for Dade had consumed her, she still should have remembered to take the simple precaution of using a condom. He got on the bed with her, slid his arm beneath her neck, and drew her closer. Just like that, her thoughts about the unsafe sex faded, and Dade, in his incredible body, took control of her mind. For the record, you're not as delicate as you look, he whispered. Delicate? Again, she wasn't sure how to think that. I hope that didn't disappoint you. Nothing about you disappointed me. And yes, there was some frustration in his voice. She understood that. Kayla was frustrated at the strength of all this, too. Besides, I wouldn't be a good fit with Delicate. Besides, I wouldn't be a good fit with Delicate. You're more my match. <laughs> he dropped a kiss on the top of her breast, right on her tattoo. He might as well have poured warm wax over her because the heat went through her entire body. So hunger that was still there despite what had happened just minutes earlier. Why a tattoo? He asked, kissing her breast again. This time he used his tongue on her nipple. Took a moment to form words and her fingers found their way into his hair. A way of rebelling? <laughs> With a pink heart, he mocked. She did Dressed up a smile. My rebellion had some venom inside. I wanted something pretty. Then it was impossible to concentrate with his hand trailing down her back. The slow hunger suddenly wasn't so slow. You've got pretty nailed down. His breath was hot when he blew it over her nipple that he had wet with his mouth. Kayla's breath broke, and that hunger suddenly became hot, slick, and all-consuming. What are you doing to me? She begged. Ozek's foreplay. He flashed a grin that could have seduced her all by itself. That wasn't necessary because Data had other lethal weapons in his arsenal. Kayla knew this would be would lead straight to a broken heart. 
but she pulled him to her anyway. She wanted his mouth, his body. She wanted all of him all over again. At first, she thought the buzzing was in her head. Then Dade cursed and snatched up the phone on the table next to the bed. Dade, he snarled. Kayla, too, wanted to curse at the interruption. But then she forced herself to remember that one floor beneath them in the them in the sheriff's office there was a major investigation going on one that was a matter of life and death hers dade put his hand over his ear it's misty and she says that she has to talk to you now kayla didn't even try to choke back a huff she wanted to hear from her sister was worried about her but misty's timing wasn't good kayla got up sandwiched the phone between her shoulder and ear so she could dress while she talked dade lifted an eyebrow at that but he, too, put his shirt back on. Bedtime was over, much too soon, and it hurt to think this might be the only time she would get to have a date. I'm here, Kayla said to her sister. I've been trying to reach you, Misty fired at her. When you didn't answer your cell, I called the sheriff's office, and some woman said she'd connect me. Are you really at the sheriff's office? I'm here. And Kayla decided to get straight to business. Where are you, and why did you take that money from your bank account? Misty made a sound, maybe surprise, maybe outrage. It was hard to tell. Someone's following me. I'm afraid Charles or someone is after me. Kayla was worried for her sister, but she wished she had more energy to deal with this. Why would Charles have someone follow you? She reached over and put the call on speaker so they could hear the answer. I don't know, Misty practically yelled. Why does Charles do anything? I can say the same about you, Kayla countered. Explain why you took the money from your account and the gun from your roommate. Her sister made another of those sounds. Because I'm scared. Didn't you hear what I said? Someone's following me. I need to see you. Now. And I don't want any of the cops around. I want us to be alone so we can talk. Dade shook his head. Kayla knew he was right. The last thing she needed was to be out, in the, out and about to meet with Misty. We can talk at the Silver Creek Sheriff's Office, Caleb pointed out. No, we can't. The cops think I've done something wrong and I have it. Well, not intentionally anyway. Caleb groaned and sank onto the edge of the bed. She was 100% certain she wasn't going to like it. What did you do? She demanded. Nothing. Missy hesitated after that outburst. I didn't know it was Charles who bought that painting, okay? I didn't know. Caleb didn't even bother to choke back a groan. This was not what she wanted to hear when did you find out charles was the buyer date asked misty made another sound this one was definitely from outreach he's listening to us why would you do that kayla why would you let him hear a private conversation because there's too much at stake for this to be private kayla explained now answer date's question when did you learn charles had bought the painting her sister took her time answering i figured it out a few days ago someone called a man who didn't identify himself said he bought the painting as a favor and he wanted me to tell him where you were. I didn't know, but when I told him that, he didn't believe me. Kayla could only shake her head. The man who called was likely Danny Flynn, who's in custody for attempted murder. Or maybe it was Raymond Salvitti, who's dead. Like I said, I don't know because he didn't give me his name, her sister insisted. Did you specifically see someone following you? Dade pressed. No, but I can feel it. Missy snapped. I'm done talking to you. Kayla, I have to see you now. <laughs> Kayla took a moment. Not because she was debating her response. She wasn't. But she wanted to word this as clearly as possible. Even though 
any wording would cause Misty to pitch a fit. It's too dangerous for me to meet with you anywhere but here. Her sister used some raw profanity. I can't believe you're choosing that cop over me. Kayla was about to explain that this had nothing to do with Dade or choices, but Misty slammed down the phone. Dade pulled in a hard breath, took the phone from Kayla, and tapped her super. Mo, said to the deputy who apparently answered. Did you get a trace on Missy Wallace's location? Kayla couldn't hear the answer, but she saw the frustrated look on Daisy. All right, thanks. Where is she, Kayla? In town. The call came from the hotel at the end of Main Street. Oh, mercy. Why hadn't Missy just told her that? Maybe because her sister was genuinely worried that Charles or someone else would find her a location. Or maybe Missy had sinister reasons. Don't go there yet. Dade said in that I know what you're thinking tone, he slid his armor. Focus on the good. The good. Well, she certainly certainly had some of that. Her son was at the top of the list. The fact that he was safe with Dade's brother was another good. And then there was Dade. A good of a different kind. The question came to her and Kayla didn't even try to stop. What will happen when this is all over? He tipped his head to the bed, smile. More of that, I hope. <laughs> Kayla didn't want to smile, but she didn't. Your brothers won't approve. They're coming around. He brushed his mouth over hers and see. And in the meantime, Kayla kissed him back. We just remember Breed when one of us walks into a room. She laughed, couldn't help herself. You're never gonna let me forget that, are you? Never. He promised. Kayla felt herself floating and realized Dade was easing her back onto the bed. She would have gone willingly, but the phone buzzed again. Misty, she snapped. They growled. Something much worse, but answered the call. This better be important. He warned the caller, but it must have been important because Dade went still. He just listened for what had been, had to be a full minute, and then finally said, No, I'll escort Kayla there. That brought her off the bed. You're not taking me to see Misty, she challenged. Burns' request for another trial delay was denied. The judge wants you at the courthouse in the morning so you can testify. Morning had come way too soon for Dade. The night had flown by, despite neither Kayla nor him getting much sleep. Both of them had tossed and turned and ached. Well, he ached anyway. He was pretty sure Kayla had done the same, despite the great sex they had on the desk. His body had kept on burning for her, even after Misty's call, and the news that Kayla would be testifying soon. But Dade had finally managed to show a little restraint. There were no condoms in the apartment, and he hadn't wanted to leave her alone to go get any. Besides, she had needed rest, not sex, except somewhere in the night. Sex had felt like a need more than sleep, more than common sense, more than anything. Thankfully, Dade had kept his hands off her so that they wouldn't have a repeat round of amazing but unsafe sex. Kayla had started her morning with a breakfast sandwich and coffee that Mason had delivered in a phone call to Robbie. Despite the gloomy cloud of the trial hanging over her, talking to the baby had helped her mood. It helped Dade, too, though he felt a little guilty for stealing some of her parenthood pleasure. Now, Dade finished up some emails and made some calls while Kayla showered and dressed in the bathroom. They had plenty of time to get to the courthouse, almost an hour, and it was just up the street. Still, Dade knew he would breathe easier once he had Kayla in the witness room, where she could remain until she testified against Brennan. And then what? He mumbled to himself. With luck, the trial would end soon. Brennan would be behind bars, and the reason Kayla was in his protective custody would end as well. 
Dade refused to dwell on that. He had to focus on getting Kayla to the courthouse and up on that witness stand. After that, well, he dealt with all that later. However, he couldn't dismiss that he'd had completed the complicated the heck out of their situation by sleeping with her, not just sex, but making love to her. Cuddling with her in bed was not a good way to sort out his feelings for her. It's just another complication. She stepped out from the bathroom, and there was complication number three. She looked amazing. So beautiful, and it wasn't the clothes. The gray top and skirt that had been picked up from her estate was pretty much nondescript. The kind of outfit someone would wear to court. It was the woman wearing the clothes that made them look amazing. Dade mentally cursed. All this amazing junk had to stop. He had to clear his head so he could con concentrate on getting Kayla through a testimony. He was doing a decent job with his concentration until she crossed the room, dropped a kiss, dropped a kiss on his mouth. You look like a cop, she muttered. Dave glanced down at his usual black shirt and jeans with a badge clipped to his belt. That's a compliment, Kayla assured him. Oh, suddenly he felt amazing again, so he gave it to her and kissed her. Not a peck either. They'd made this one long and hard when he finally let her go. They both were smiling. Big, goofy smiles. Oh, yeah, this concentration stuff was working well. It'll be okay, she assured him. But then Caleb blinked. It will be okay, right? You didn't get any bad news when you were on the phone? <laughs> Nothing bad, he assured her. In fact, some of it is actually good news. Flynn was transported to the county jail last night, and he begged Winston for a deal. Flynn will testify against Brendan in exchange for a reduced sentence. Her smile wasn't so goofy now. Her nerves were right. Because Flynn tried to kill me, I hope it's not a too short sentence. It won't be, he promised, and he would make sure of it. Winston told Brendan's attorney about the deal with Flynn. Let's just say Brendan is not a happy camper. She blew out a breath of relief, then stared at You're right, that is good news, but does that mean there's bad news too? <laughs> he made a so so motion with his hand. Alan is out of jail on bond, he continued, but a deputy from a neighboring town is keeping tabs on him. Her eyes wet. You think Alan will try to run or something? <laughs> the or something hiked up her, her nerves. No, Mason said Alan was ready to take his punishment. He'll be charged with the intoxicated manslaughter, which is a second-degree felony, and we also tacked on leaving the scene of a crime. There's no way around it. He'll do some jail time, and he'll lose his law license. Kayla nodded. I'm betting Charles planned to use Alan to help get him out of this trial. No doubt, but it didn't work. He ran his hand down her arm, hoping it would help her there. And Misty? She has any word from her? Dade had to shake his head. It's fell into the bad news category. No other calls from Misty. The Rangers traced her call to the hotel, but she wasn't there when they arrived just minutes after she finished talking to us. Another hitch in the nervous apartment for Kayla. Her mouth trembled a little. Once I've testified, I'd like to see if I can get in touch with her. Dane didn't try to talk her out of that. He wouldn't have succeeded anyway, because, for better or worse, Misty would always be your sister. Kayla moved away from him and picked up the pants she wore the previous day, the ones that Dane had practically ripped off her. She reached into the pocket and retrieved something. A silver concho. For luck, 
she said, and she slipped it into her bra. Probably because she had no pockets in the outfit she was wearing. Dade couldn't imagine the concho being lucky, but he wasn't about to argue with her. Whatever got her through this morning was fine with him. He only hoped it didn't set off the metal detector in the courthouse. His brothers would have a field day with his trying to explain why Kayla had his concho in her lacy pink bra. Ready? He asked, checking his walk. Mason should be waiting for us. Mason? She questioned. I wanted two of us that escorted you to the, to the courthouse. He tried to toss that out there casually as if going outside a single block was no big deal. But her safety was the biggest deal of all to him and Dade wanted to take every precaution. Thank you. She whispered as they walked out. They went down the stairs where Mason was waiting for them. He had his shoulder propped against the wall while he read something on his phone. A problem? Data. Just ranch business. Yeah, the ranch ate up a major part of Mason's time, and Dade didn't want to think of how many hours they'd all spent playing catch-up when this was done. The building was quiet for a change. Grayson was on his way back from the safe house with Robbie and Connie. Mel was at the jail with Brennan and his attorney. That left the other deputy, Luis Lopez, and the dispatcher, Tina Fox, to man the sheriff's office. But hopefully nothing else would go wrong before they had their full staff back in place. It's only a block away. They let her know. But we're driving. With Misty unaccounted for and Alan out of on bond, he wanted to be careful. Mason and Dade put her between them and hurried to the cruiser that Mason already had waiting. They didn't waste any time, and as soon as the three of them were inside the vehicle, Dade drove away. It took him longer to get out of the parking lot and onto Main Street than it did to drive the block. Dade didn't let down his guard, and in fact, his guard skyrocketed when he pulled up next to the courthouse and spotted Brennan. Charles, Kayla mumbled, obviously spotting him as well. Brennan was in handcuffs, and Mel was headed to the side entrance of the courthouse, probably to avoid the photographers and news crew out front. Dade and Mason got out first, positioning Kayla behind them, out of Brennan's line of sight, or rather that was the plan, but Brennan saw her anyway because he came to a dead stop. No smirk or smile today. Brennan shot them a nice cold glare. Happy with yourself, Kayla, he called out. She didn't answer, but Dade hated that she had to be this close to the devil himself. They'd look back to reassure her, but then he heard Mason. Hell! Mason growled, and from the corner of his eye, he saw Mason reach for his gun. Dade automatically did the same. He drew his gun and took aim, but it was already too late. Despite the cuffs, Brennan rammed his elbow into the deputy's stomach. His motion was seamless and fast. Too fast for Dade to get off a clean shot. Brennan grabbed the Glock from Mel's holster and put it to the deputy's head. End of chapter 14.